and welcome to all you travelers of the digital soundscape. My name is Brian Keese, and this is Draft Punks, a podcast where we pick a new topic each week and then invite a special guest on to discuss, debate, and draft. Thank you for joining us tonight. We are very excited to have you here with us. Uh, and with me, as always, is Rob Hudak. I was hiding under your porch because I love you. <laughs> Travis McGahey. <laughs> what's up everybody <laughs> what the hell was that <laughs> I, I, I like jumped onto the lamp i was the lamp i was the lamp <laughs> I, for yeah. the audio listeners that's oh my god i just he uh, was a pixar jumped lamp. into frame and jumped up onto my chair well yeah my yeah, exclamation that's that's what I meant because all of a sudden Travis was gone and there was just a small lamp jumping across the room, so I was confused. Uh, and, and our very special guest for this episode, returning champion and nerd mom, Miranda Laterhouse. Whoa! All right, all right, Miranda, stop rubbing it in, okay? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Let me just rub my win. I'm here to reclaim another. Yeah. Well, can you give us uh, maybe an update on what you've been up to since your last appearance? How has the fame of winning our show affected your day-to-day -day life, you know? How do you handle it? <laughs> it is just so hard to go around and have people recognize my voice and be like, hey, are you that girl that was on that... Uh, you know, podcast about Disney characters. And I, first of all, go, not a girl, uh, but okay. <laughs> not um, yet a woman. No. <laughs> Sorry. I am a neither. Uh, no, yeah. I, I've been pretty busy uh, just taking care of my family, um, getting through the holidays. I did start a TikTok uh, because that's what you do as a millennial in a pandemic, apparently. So it's either yeah. that or start a podcast. So those are like the two well, options. Here we are. <laughs> and now you're back, you know, attempting to become our first ever two time, two time champion on Draft Punks. And it's in a category we all know that you know incredibly well Pixar characters. So you must be feeling pretty good about your chances. Um, we'll see. I went a little different with my draft choice this time. So resting I, on uh... your laurels. Mm. <laughs> exactly. I know. Uh, <laughs> Last time I really picked a list that I was like, this is what people want. And this time I was like, I'm making a list that's for me. Yes. Come to the dark side. We have awesome picks. <laughs> <laughs> love it um well before we get started um uh, a few weeks back we did our fantasy critic episode and we wanted to give our first quick update on how that's going uh we're going to try to do these updates during um you know the first show of each month or whenever something earth shattering happens um this is obviously not the first week of the month but um, a lot has gone on since we drafted about a month ago, so it felt like a good time to do this. So uh, first off, we'll do some pickups here. Uh, Level Zero Cheeseworks, run by Greg Griffith, picked up Far Cry 6 for their roster. Locked In Games 
and you, Bulesoft, uh, completely filled their rosters out, which is an interesting strategy. This early uh, in the year, too. Yeah, but so it's smart to claim them. Yeah, so Locked In Games picked up uh, Near Replicant, Outriders, Rainbow Six Quarantine, Hellblade Two, and Oddworld Soulstorm. I like this uh, and yeah, and you, Bulesoft, picked up uh, Season, No More Heroes Three, New Pokemon Snap, which smart call. Uh, and story of seasons, pioneers of Olive Town. Um, Travis, you're the commissioner. You're doing a great job. How do you feel about the also, fact that they've decided to fill out their rosters so early in the season? You, Bill Staff, has one last one. It's back for blood, which I oh, am yep. bitter about. <laughs> Good call. Uh, that was on the next page of my notes. Back for blood as well. Yeah. Okay. I think it's interesting. Uh, I believe I mentioned it on the the episode itself, but in my previous league, I was still picking things up in December, and I had smashed the competition. Uh, so, I but that isn't to say this won't work out for them. You know, there are a couple drops available too if uh, preview mm-hmm. coverage starts to look shaky on things. So, uh, we'll see what happens there. Yeah, and uh, as far as the three of us goes, uh, Travis added the Cuphead DLC, the delicious last course. The slam dunk. Uh, Rob added a few games, Cyber Shadow, Biomutant, and The Last Faith. Uh, I also added a few games, including uh, Returnal, It Takes Two, and Overwatch 2. Um before receiving some disappointing news earlier this week, uh, although maybe not considering uh, like the general fanfare uh, and the direction of how that game is going, uh, which is that Hogwarts Legacy has been delayed until next year. Um, now, normally, as Travis said, we have drops. I would be able to cut that from my team. But because this was also Heartless Games's counterpick, I can't do that. So that means that uh, neither myself nor Dory will score any points for that. The good news for Dory uh, is that she had our first release of the year, which was Hitman 3, which actually released as we're recording today. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's currently sitting at about an 87, I think, on Open Critic. So um, that's 17 points, which means technically right now, she's, Dory's she's the league leader. Damn. So Strong all in start. all... Yeah, all in all, a crazy first month. Uh, Now that we've got a couple of the teams filled out, there will probably be less news going forward, um, but a wild first month. So, Well, we'll see. Cyber Shadow comes out next week. Yeah, very true. Um, Looking good. (laughs) So last week we had our ghost episode. Uh, Charles McGregor, our wonderful guest, completely crushed us, uh, which means that in addition to being our returning champion, Miranda also has the first pick tonight. Hold on, I didn't even look at the vote. How bad was it? I, like, I didn't bother. Charles had we ten, were get and then I think Travis had He'd, the next amount. I think but, Charles doubled us all up. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. so Brian and I tied at four. Uh, Travis is at two, and uh, Charles at eleven. Eleven. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so. Uh, I've randomized the rest of the draft order here. Uh, so Miranda is picking first. Uh, and then we've got Travis at number two, myself third, and Rob uh, rounding out the order at number four. So 
We've had entirely too much ado, so let's get to it. Miranda, you have the first yeah. pick in the Pixar characters draft. This is deja vu. Um, so, uh, like I said, I decided to do my list entirely on characters that I like this time and not trying to go for like what I thought would win. Um, so my first pick is the green aliens from Toy Story. Rad. Yeah, that that is definitely a for you pick. <laughs> yeah, it is not a pick that anybody else is going to go for. I'm pretty sure not for the first one. <laughs> the claw. Um, <laughs> yes. I just, I don't know. I really, I really love them. We actually have one that is like the replica from the movie. Mm. Um, so it's like the life size, like what it would have been. Mm-hmm. It's adorable. I, the only thing I wish is that it squeaked. I wish I could squeeze it. it squeaked, but it doesn't. <laughs> that's, that's a good point. Um, but they're actually really popular in the Disney media. They actually released a toy line that was the green aliens dressed up as Disney Pixar characters. So they are pretty prominent out there right now. That was actually just released last year. So I don't know. Yeah. I think it's a solid choice. They're, they're kind of a classic, uh, uh, sort of heat check character in that they do a lot with very little screen time. Like anytime they come in, they immediately own the scene. Um, but they're only in each movie for about 45 seconds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, ooh, I like. <laughs> give me a Charlie the Unicorn vibe. Like I can totally <laughs> imagine the aliens saying "Shun the non-believer." <laughs> Shun. Are we sure that's not from a Toy Story movie? I'm pretty, <laughs> pretty positive. I think, uh, yeah, my favorite moment with them is definitely when uh, Mrs. Potato Head decides to adopt them. And they oh, just like God. immediately crowd around Mr. Potato Head, like Daddy, <laughs> Daddy. <laughs> Who does? Because I was looking at like lists of voice actors and stuff, and that's like one of the few I didn't like. Are they voiced by anyone famous, or is it not that they you say know? a ton? I'm not oh, sure. One second, uh, Jeff oh, Pigeon, who's got the fastest Google foo. It's R- Jeff Rob Pigeon. Nice. Uh, I don't know who that is. <laughs> uh, American animator, screenwriter, storyboard artist, and voice actor at Pixar. Oh, nice. Renaissance man at the company. Apparently, yeah. So, yeah, probably like wasn't a voice actor until, until that role. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, oh. I mean, that goes kind of back to like last week we were talking about oh. how Madame Leota was like a makeup artist, Imagineer at Disney and they liked her so much when they, she tested for the Leota effect that they kept her. So um, sometimes hey. that just happens. Like they do tests and the test goes so well that they keep them on. He worked on. Fern I Gully. know fun facts about that. Ooh, but go for it. Uh, she actually was recently replaced in the remodel, I believe at Disneyland. Uh, but it was her daughter that replaced her. So and I didn't she's know also that. an Imagineer. Um, yeah. So I think that that's amazing. We mentioned last week, I said that her daughter was an Imagineer, but I didn't hear about the re- replacement. That's really cool. If you yeah. have to replace her, that's that's the best way to do it. I mean, yeah. 
<laughs> so little green men, the little green aliens. It's a classic. Uh, I I feel like I was probably just slightly too old to get the full level of charm for them when they when they came around. So I find them a little bit more annoying than I do endearing sometimes. But uh, I can understand the pick. I mean, they're pre minions, minions, right? Yeah, I mean, basically, yeah. A little more intelligible. <laughs> Um, all right, so solid first pick. Uh, we're gonna move on to Travis, who's shaking his head. He's not sure what he wants to do here. Yeah, like extremely tough position here because it's a tough stacked list. I'm like putting myself in the position of probably taking two from the same franchise. That's fine. Um, which I'm normally strongly against, but uh. I'm going to go with James Sullivan. Uh, Sully. Sully. Sully from Monsters, Inc. Uh, my daughter's like first like favorite uh, Pixar movie. Absolutely. We used to watch it all the time. Uh, mm-hmm. And she would act out uh, a bunch of the scenes as Boo. Uh, and I would try and do the Sully parts, you know, but... I remember seeing Monsters, Inc. in the theaters, uh, being very excited, being very excited when the Abominable Snowman showed up, because uh, I was like, I know that guy's voice. You know? <laughs> uh, and I I guess maybe as a kid, that's my first like callback or like, you know, brick joke or or kind of kind of thing that I ever picked up on, you know, mm-hmm. uh, but James James Sullivan, uh, great in Monsters University. Total great guy, stand-up dude. Nothing wrong <laughs> with that guy uh, at any point in that movie. Hold on, hold uh, on. Travis, have you seen Monsters University? Uh, absolutely, many times. It's uh, kind of a jerk. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> no, he is a total jerky jerk. Uh, but, you know, Mike is also a different kind of jerky jerk. Uh, and they do a really good job of tempering each other and mellowing each other out. I, I think that's one of the best relationships that Pixar has going on. It's like it's like Woody and Buzz uh, uh, again attempted like take two right and and gave him a chance to redo some things they they like might have wanted to do differently with that type of character relationship. And I think they nailed it. Yeah, I know a lot of people don't like Monsters University as much, but I was like a total sucker for it. Anytime a movie can be based around like some kind of basically like summer camp competition, which is like how this is pretty much presented as like I'm all in. I love stuff like that and like having the different races where one team is eliminated each each event like it's just. I, I'm I'm all in for any type of competition in film, and it's super fun. I love the uh, when they're having to sneak through the library, um, and that's kind of like one of their first bonding moments afterwards when they realize that their teammates aren't entirely useless. <laughs> um, Isn't it kind of like Animal House for kids? Yep. Yeah, or like Revenge of the Nerds almost. Yeah. 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 A little less problematic. Yes, considerably Slightly. less. Um, <laughs> But, I yeah, said my, for kids. <laughs> my oh, uh, side track kids, that's a side effect of making kids movies. Uh, <laughs> uh, my my parents have two uh, 
my parents have two black pugs that are named uh, Sully and Boo. So uh, this movie does these these characters do have a special place for for my family. So that's a great pick. He was in my top five. Um, So it might not have gotten back to you, depending on what I pick next and what Rob picks. But um, it's a good choice. Totally. So uh, with that being said, we'll move on to number three. I don't know. I feel like, Miranda, you mentioned Deja Vu at the top, having the number one pick. When we did Disney characters, I had the third pick and I took Mickey and y'all laughed at me. But uh, this guy's about to take Woody. Yes, I am. Yeah. I'm it's absolutely totally about, about to take Woody. Why? How is what? Woody still here at number three? You guys are I don't crazy. Care about Woody at all. <laughs> y'all are insane. Let me tell you something, Brian. Uh, when it comes to this, you don't got a friend in me. That's fine. That's fine. If I will these are the types of friends y'all are going to be, I don't need him. <laughs> there must be a snake in your boot. That's no. right. He's the OG. In the water hole. He's the OG. And if I'm choosing between Woody and Buzz, I'll admit that it's, it's going to be largely based because they're they're very much like 1A and 1B for me. And so it's very Tom much Hanks based on the voices dude. behind the characters. And I've got to go with, yeah, Tom Hanks over Tim Allen, 24-7, 365. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Tim Allen uh, routed on his Coke dealer friends to not get arrested for Coke. Uh, so <laughs> Tom Hanks would never rat. Yeah, never. Tom Hanks would never rat out his dealer. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's hilarious, by the way, because I went to uh, Western Michigan University, which is also where Tim Allen went. And uh, like he's like one of our notable alum. And I'm like, really? This is what we're proud of? Notable. (laughs) This happened on our campus. Why are we happy about this? I'd rather have Jonathan Taylor Thomas than Tim Allen, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Brad, what's his name? I was going to say Simba's not eligible this draft, but uh... (laughs) so, so I'll just say this, like the Mickey pick, I kind of understood where you guys were coming from. Um, because he's not in like those iconic classic Disney movies. But when you think Pixar, like the first thing that you're thinking about is Toy Story. Uh, There's four movies. There should have only been three. I will give you that. The third movie is one of the most perfect endings to a, to a series I've ever seen. And I'm, I'm a little upset that they had ever made the fourth one. Um, But in terms of just the, like there's, there's more character development in Woody in the course of three movies than there is in most, you know, real live human characters in in series that are longer than that. So he's just he, he's a fantastic character. Uh, I think he's super popular. And I think getting him at number three is a great value for this pick. So. I think Emperor Palpatine showed enormous growth over the course of nine years. <laughs> It's yeah, he grew a giant mechanical arm out of his back. <laughs> he gained power. Absolute <laughs> unlimited unlimited. power. Unlimited. Yeah. Oh, hey. No, no, no. Listen, maybe this is too brave for this podcast, but I would say that Woody has more character development than Emperor Palpatine. 
I'm putting it out there. <laughs> I don't know if that's a hot take. <laughs> okay, and uh, I think we have to talk about, for some people's benefit, the slap down that Woody gives Xehanort, apparently, in Kingdom Hearts 3. <laughs> like, apparently, Woody just absolutely verbally takes down, like, Xehanort. It's like, says, you, you don't have any friends. You can't understand any of this because you don't have any friends. Nobody's ever loved you. You've never loved anybody, and that's why you'll lose. Pretty much. Apologies that's to Ryan Stabell for the spoiler alert there. Oh, God. <laughs> um, oh, wow. Yeah, sorry. But uh, but yeah, the and that that's the Kingdom Hearts three game uh, was just incredible to see. They finally got rights to Pixar. So there's uh, there's also Monsters, Inc. world uh, in addition to Toy Story. Um, But that's like the closest it's been in that series to like you go into that world and it feels like you're playing through the movie just because they're able to mimic those graphics so well now um, on the PS4. So. Mm. but Woody's Woody's a champ uh I don't think it it's it's you guys can compare it to the Mickey pick if you want I, to but I I think it's I solid don't value think here. it's a bad pick it's a very popular safe pick for sure yes. yeah uh, I just yeah. don't like Woody that much. I don't I it's, I like the Toy Story movies they're not on my top five I That's don't fair. think this is a Mickey level bad pick at all. I don't no, think it's you. a bad pick. Uh, thank you. Yeah, I, <laughs> I was giving you a hard time. I like Woody. All right. Yeah. I think you're pandering. I have his name written on his shoe, man. <laughs> I never said I wasn't pandering. <laughs> I wish I had someone's name written on my shoe. That's right. Uh, okay, Rob, you've got two in a row. I'm curious to see how you pair these up or how you don't pair them up. Oh, they're not paired up at all. I'm going for okay. picks that I want because I got a lot of opportunity set before me for picks that I was definitely hoping I could get. But there's <laughs> the problem is there's so many damn good Pixar characters. <laughs> but yeah. I gotta go with um I gotta go strong with my little robot man in space. I gotta go with wow I can't a terrible take. <laughs> I, I used to be able to actually do a good impersonation of Wally. 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 Yeah. That's better, but I should yeah. watch that movie sometime. You should. I <laughs> love Wally so much. That is one of my favorite, one of, it's probably my top three uh, Pixar films. Um, I like it, it has a great message. I mean, it's a very blatant, clear, like environmental, uh, environmentalism, uh, and eco existentialism, uh, existentialism, sorry, uh, that I, that it, it communicates very well. Uh, and honestly, like kind of eerily at some points, how accurate it is. Um, but the, the dynamic that Wally and Eva have is just so, so precious. And I was debating between going with Wally or Eva, but I think part of it's like ever since I was a kid, I've always loved robots. Um, and one big uh, one I was a big fan of when I was a child was a Robo from Chrono Trigger. And Wally kind of embodies that in a, in a way. Uh, and so I had to I had to go with Wally as a pick. 
when in the discord greg posted a gif of while i was like crap don't remind them <laughs> why to be taken from me it's my precious little boy uh but yeah I, I i think that movie's fantastic and just it also reminds me i don't know if y'all have seen uh brave little toaster yeah 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 it, similar vibes that it, i i love that movie when i was a kid and it gives similar vibes to me yeah absolutely uh so that's pick miranda what do you think of wally um, I love Wally. Uh, Jeff and I actually have his and hers mugs. One that's Wally oh. and one that's Eve. Yeah, they're pretty adorable. Uh, when you put them together, they have little cutouts. It makes a heart. Yes, I've um, seen those. They are adorable. <laughs> they are, and I love them greatly. Uh, but I just... Uh, he was on my list. It was between him and the aliens to go first because I truly <laughs> do just love Wally. Um, so... A, I'm mad that you took him, but also I'm not because I'm glad he's up here. Mm, so just, I love him. Serious. Slightly in shambles. Had, had to be a first round pick. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, because uh, part of my thing was I couldn't pick two characters from the same movie. So that's just that's a little lead up to what's coming. Yeah. This uh, Wally was uh, nominated for like six Academy Awards, too. Um, I'm pretty sure it's tied with Beauty and the Beast for the most. I think those two had had oh, wow. six, yeah. Which that's like Fuller. that's like high praise, though. To Juggernaut. to be fair with Beauty and the Beast, like three of them were for best song. <laughs> that's kind of hard to compete. Yeah. <laughs> the soundtrack for Wally slaps. Like yeah. it is great. Yeah. They make great use of uh, like the old show tunes and stuff throughout it. And they do such a great job mm-hmm. of communicating like feeling and expression throughout that movie with very little dialogue. So. Yeah, Absolutely. It's, yeah. That's, that's, that's one of those, like you tear up over a robot, like falling in love with another robot. I teared up over a cockroach. What are you talking about? (laughs) That's fair. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Well, it's a great pick. Uh, That was Miranda mentioned that uh, they were considering that at number one. It was also in my top six. I had a number six overall, so it's a great pick. Um, What are you going to follow it up with? Uh, I think I'm going with a one two punch here. because the last time we were in this round table with Disney characters, Travis was in this seat and he stole Kronk from me. Mm. But I understand. I was very proud of him for that pick. I, I respect it. I got to go with Mama Coco. Oh, <laughs> there's the shambles. The one, two punch. <laughs> I Man. love Coco so damn much. That film oh is God. incredible. And I've if never tried harder at, yeah. at a film, a Pixar film, than Mama Coco. Oh, I can't believe you <laughs> me. Big tears. Not the biggest. Such big a tears. beautiful, just beautiful movie. Like, cinematically, it's like, it's so pretty. The songs are incredible. Oh my god. Yeah. So great. So why why Mama Coco over a Miguel or a Hector? Let me push back on you a little bit. I yeah. well I think those definitely are all on my 
uh, on my list and I considered them substantially, but I think like the moment that I don't want to say too much because I know that they're one of the, one of the other two is probably going to get picked before it comes back to me. But for me, the linchpin of that film's emotional, like the, the Denima climax moment comes with Mama Coco, uh, like kind of coming to consciousness essentially like when she actually speaks that is and responds to miguel like that is the most powerful part of that film i think uh, i think a lot of what else goes on with that film is great and they're like albeit kind of predictable but like that doesn't diminish the quality of the writing and the character developments presented but i think that everything ultimately rests on mama coco's response to miguel coming back and the change in the dynamic of the family and we shouldn't forget him we don't have to forgive him but we shouldn't forget him and i that's so good like it it hits me in the gut every single time and her face and she just wake lights up and she's so happy to see she's like papa (laughs) Yeah, it's, yeah. So I remember good. the first time watching that, and yeah, that that scene hit me super super hard. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, it's it's a great pick. She she was on my list. I do have Hector and Miguel higher, um, but she's she's on there for sure. And it's, um, yeah, the scene you described, like just thinking about it, it's like tough not to get a little like to get choked up yeah. right now. <laughs> Because it, it's fantastic. Yeah. That that ending to that movie is wonderful. So if you haven't seen Coco, folks, go check it out. Go see Coco. <laughs> you should watch the full Spanish version. Even if you don't understand Spanish, like you can watch it with the English subtitles. Ooh, it's that's a good just, idea. It's, it's on Disney Plus. It's beautiful. Like it's absolutely beautiful to hear it in its like native tongue. Mm, yeah we've been we've been finding more stuff recently to watch in foreign language and i'm actually really appreciative of it because it keeps me from staring at my phone the whole time (laughs) that i'm like trying to watch something on tv because i have to pay attention to understand what's going on um yeah directly engages yeah and you should watch a show called the returned if you're watching foreign language okay what's it on um Excellent. I'll um, check it out. Streaming <laughs> <laughs> everywhere on a solid recommendation. Yeah. Um that's the hot new streaming service. <laughs> All right. Well another one. Excellent pick, Rob. Uh we'll we'll kick it back my direction uh to keep round two going. I am going to take the other half of the dynamic comedy team that Travis started off with. Mike Wazowski and his one eye. That's a Mike prime Wazowski. pick. Thank you. That's a clue to where <laughs> you can welcome. find the return streaming, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so, so Monsters, Inc. Uh, released in uh, 2001. Mike Wazowski is voiced by Billy Crystal. Um, but I remember like my first memory of this movie was actually like on the toy story one or two 
I can't remember if two came out before this. Do you know? Yes. It okay. Did. Yeah. It might've been on the toy story two DVD, but they had like the preview for this movie. But instead of just being like a normal movie trailer, it was like a three minute scene of Mike and Sully going into a kid's room to try and scare the kid. And it wasn't actually in the final film. But I remember at the time just being so impressed by the animation with like Sully's fur um, because it was like Mm -hmm. such a step up from the Toy Story movies at the time uh, that I just watched this short clip like 40 times. But like film in general, (laughs) it was an an achievement. They got his fur looking as good. Yeah, Um, it's amazing. But they they Sully like comes into the room, barges in, you know, growling and roaring and there's no kid in the room. And so he turns around and calls to Mike through the door. He's like, Mike, there's no kid here. And Mike comes through the door. He's like, what are you talking about? There's no kid here. And they have this whole back and forth where Sully starts. He starts to like not quite blame Mike, but he's like, are you sure you read it right? And Mike's like, oh, yeah, blame me. I must have read it wrong with my one eye. And it's just, yeah, like it just had me at that point. I was all in for that movie. Yeah. So it's it's. You know, Travis talked about all the reasons why Monsters, Inc. is so great. We don't need to rehash every single one of them. But um, I, I like Mike just as much as as Sully. He's kind of the the funny man to Sully straight guy a lot of the time. Um, I love his relationship with. Um, oh, what's what's the Medusa? Celia. Celia. Yes. And anytime she gets mad, the snakes on her head all start hissing at him. Um but yeah, I love Mike was googly bear. What's that? Googly bear. Googly bear. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So uh, Mike Wazowski, that's going to be my second pick. And I will pass it back off to my partner in comedy, Travis. Oh, uh, thank you. Uh, well, here's a real funny pick for you. Uh, f- how about uh, the repair man? From Toy Story 2. Uh, also star of the short Jerry's Game. Oh, okay. okay. The repairman, you mean the man, the toy fixer, right? The man who fixes the toy toys. Fixer. Okay. Correct. I was like, Correct. is there like a, a plumber? Like, what is he talking about? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I so I lied earlier when I said the first callback I ever recognized was uh, the abominable snowman's voice because this was indeed the first callback I remember because I saw a bug's life in theaters uh, I did too. and Jer- Jerry's game played before that and saw that loved it. Absolutely loved it. And so when he showed up in toy story two, I was absolutely delighted just like so happy and still to this day toy story 2 uh watched it a lot with my kiddo she really likes jesse she says yeehaw a lot Uh, yeah every time jesse comes yeehaw Uh, but that's uh i cannot not watch that scene like i'm i'm fascinated by his like toolkit like I, I think it is made exactly for the job that he does you know what i mean it's got that special vice mm-hmm. that hold mm-hmm. with like it's like a barber's chair or something barbers or dentist chair but for dolls yeah. like it's so cool uh 
yeah i i'm all about that jerry from toy story 2 yeah when you started saying the repairman i was like extremely confused and then when you clarified i was like oh yeah he's also on my list so um <laughs> that's my still my favorite i think out of all of the shorts uh it's called jerry's game um very glad they didn't go with gerald's game that's a very different story yeah every time i'm trying to look it up yeah. i'm like what is that called because i know it's not gerald's yeah. game <laughs> don't don't google that one kids uh jerry g-e-r-i um i thought the joke was like geriatric i think it is yeah yeah um it's okay. probably I, I would not I mean, be surprised. Yeah, I know there there are a lot of uh, like Stephen King fans working at Pixar, so it would not surprise me if it's also a nod to that. Um, but uh, yeah, it's Jerry's game, and in that short, if you're not familiar with it, he is playing chess against himself. Um, it's so it's good. really good. Where one of the personalities is very like mild mannered, and the other one is very aggressive, uh, and the aggressive one is dominating the chess match. Uh, until the mild-mannered one pretends to have dropped something under the table, and when the other guy, when the other version of himself is looking under the table, he flips the board around and wins the game. Um, but yeah, it was really cool to see him pop up in Toy Story 2, and I had actually completely forgotten about that until you started talking about it, but now that you say it, I, I remember it very well. So, it's a great choice. I'm, I'm curious if that's going to be the last character from a short we see pick tonight or not because there's some great shorts rob's already shaking his head at me so i'm guessing no but we'll see we'll see if that influences miranda's choices at all here i know she was reworking her list this afternoon when we decided shorts counted <laughs> yes i was like wait i thought we said we did it and then like i went back and looked at that chat and i was like oh they never gave me an answer well i guess i'll throw away my list <laughs> um Hey, now it's so. just enhanced. Ugh, it's something. All right. So uh, what are you going to take here to finish off round two, Miranda? Okay. So my next pick is Remy from Ratatouille. So. Okay. I'm trying to remember. I have a Ratatouille themed kitchen. I just. My kids love this movie, which is weird because you would think um, like it's not very geared towards children like at all. In my opinion, at I least. Agree. Uh, but I just, it just, it doesn't suit, like strike me as like the, the kid favorite. But my kids love it for some reason. We make ratatouille often. Well, they are your kids, <laughs> um, so. This is true. <laughs> this is why it's number two, um, for me. But yes, I I love Remy. I think he's hilarious. I think um, it's another weird pick, but again, also relevant in the culture of today where we see that you know tiktok made a ratatouille musical so and that's a thing <laughs> which is actually hilarious yeah but, but. i i will fully admit to being very bored the first time i saw this movie i appreciated like what it was doing it felt very much like a pixar movie like you said that was more geared towards an older crowd um I loved like the artistic, the vision, the style was great. The, you know, the setting in France was gorgeous. Film, yeah. yeah. Um, mm -hmm. But the story just did not grab me like so many other Pixar films have. I agree uh, entirely. I think Pixar hit this little bit of a stride with like doing films that were a little more. Uh, 
elevated in a sense that maybe people didn't necessarily want a cartoon to be um, in the sense of like Ratatouille, Wally, Inside Out is kind of a little elevated for kids. Uh, Coco, similar concept. Like they're just big concepts. Well, look at uh, Soul that just came out. That one is exactly. <laughs> yeah. So I think they hit this stride with it, and they got a lot of. There's a lot of people who don't like those films for those reasons, but me, I, I mean, I watched them as a an adult almost, basically. So I, I really like them. Ratatouille. Uh, like yeah the plot isn't the greatest but i i think the characters are fantastic not their best mm-hmm. but still great characters yeah it also has a same thing for me with uh like wally it has just a beautiful score like mm-hmm. the music and it is lovely yeah mm-hmm. um as i was just looking because i don't know as much about this movie as some of the others so i pulled up the imdb page and found some fun facts but um, one of them was that they had a hard time finding any kind of marketing tie-ins for this movie because none of the food companies wanted to be associated with rats, <laughs> which is great. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. yeah. They also, uh, all of the animators had to keep pet rats in the studio for like over a year so that they could study all the movement Aww. and everything. So, um, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> would be part of that. I mean, they're coming out with uh, one of the newest rides at Epcot is going to be Ratatouille. So that'll I be mean, pretty cool. They really got to release a sequel, I mean, because it's in the name. It's, you know, Ratatouille. <laughs> Ooh, this man. <laughs> um, that was an awful pun. Yeah. <laughs> on, uh, on my last trip to Disney World, we got to ride in the... Um, gondolas as they go out of epcot and you can see where they're building the new ratatouille ride in the france pavilion at epcot and it's just a really cool like they've completely recreated that city block of paris like outside of gusto's restaurant and everything and it's it's really neat so i'm excited for that Mm. to open up i disney's just kind of they they do this thing you know where they cling to like a character that people seem to really like remy has been the face of the food and wine festival for the last several years um he's part of like the the stuff that happens down there and like it's weird to think oh like let's just throw this random character that not a lot of people really like but he's kind of become part of like the the integration of that whole pixar thing that's happening in epcot for some reason just let it be known that the first rodent chosen in our draft tonight was by miranda not me (laughs) (laughs) hey i will take the rat over the mouse any day wow strong words i i like remy more than i like mickey mouse y'all are crazy (laughs) crazy (laughs) Uh, okay uh miranda what are you gonna follow up remy with okay so continuing down my list of weird characters that i like and appreciate that apparently no one else does i'm going (laughs) Rob and I are on the same link, apparently. Yes. Uh, I'm going with Mo from Wally. (laughs) Yeah. I love him. He's the little like a trash robot, right? (laughs) He's a little cleaner robot. He cleans up after Wally all through the ship. He's adorable. Big surprise. Miranda Uh, likes the trash robot. (laughs) Uh, I mean, basically a gonk droid. (laughs) 
<laughs> he kind of is. Um, the, it definitely leans into the weird robot side of things that I like, considering my picks of droids from Star Wars. Um, mm. But yes, I love him to the point that I named my Roomba Mo. Uh, I literally <laughs> sometimes have walked around going, Mo, because that's all he does. Um, I love the little part when he like goes up to Wally and he like wants like Wally holds out his hand and he like cleans his hand. I just think he's precious. You're not wrong. And yeah, he's me when I get into like stress cleaning. I'm like, we gotta <laughs> clean this. I just yeah, I remember like his initial meltdown when Wally shows up because Wally's so covered in dirt and dust from being alone on Earth for you know 40, 50 years, however long it's been forever yeah. Mm-hmm. uh yeah that's yeah, it's, it's that is great it's it's a funny pick it's again it's not one that was on my list i understand you you came in with some <laughs> swagger uh this week you're like i've already won i got nothing to prove so um i told you i'm going for my characters this time these are my babies <laughs> i love them <laughs> That's fair. That's absolutely fair. Um, All right. So that starts off round three. uh, And we've got Travis up next with his third pick. Uh, I'm sure this is probably pretty high up on Brian's list here. Uh, I'm taking Carl from up. Uh, This is probably no this is definitely my favorite pixar movie this is the movie that consistently makes me cry the hardest the most if i choose to stay anywhere near the room for the first 10 minutes uh most of the time these days i choose to be somewhere else uh and then to be somewhere else when that like photo album comes back later uh later on uh because whoof but like Carl's journey through the movie, like Carl reminds me of of me in a way, and like sometimes you just gotta do, <laughs> and and I I don't, and like I've paid for it, and uh, I try to learn from that movie, you know. Yeah. So we anticipate when you turn sixty, you're tying your house up in balloons. I mean, I think Carl's a little over 60. <laughs> oh, totally. I'm just saying we're planning on you. You're when we know you when you're 60. We're let me on just keep yeah. an eye out here. Rob, if any of us was going to do it, it would be Travis. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a fantastic pick. And you are correct because it was next on my list. And I'm very upset that you took it. <laughs> Picks. Up is my is my number that one and something else and its proximity to your possible yeah. pick of it was the reason it got pushed. Yeah, up, my so. my shambles hoodie shambles is very pick. accurate right now. I am <laughs> green with envy. Um, uh, it's it's yeah, it's also my favorite Pixar movie, uh, hands down. The the story that's told in that one, I'm a sucker for any kind of like father son bonding type tales and you learn as that movie goes on uh very and and i appreciate because a lot of times pixar will hit you over the head uh with their stories Mm. um the way that they handle russell's parents and this is very subtle like in terms of realizing that he's kind of feeling lonely and and abandoned a lot of the time um Mm -hmm. 
And that's, you know, in addition to Travis already mentioned the opening 10 minutes, which is absolutely heartbreaking. Um, my wife and I actually, when we were uh, married, walked out of our ceremony to the the music from that opening three or four minutes. We had them just loop the happy part <laughs> uh, a couple of yeah, times. But yeah, but that music is just mm-hmm. it's it's still like my favorite musical piece from any yeah. Disney film, I think, is just that opening. I was up. humming it all day. Yeah. I think I think it's the clearest. Uh, it's one of the clearest uh, depictions of emotionally manipulative score. Um, yeah. It happens everywhere, like all the time. Like if you watch pretty much any scene that you're familiar with without the score, you will feel completely different towards it. But this is one of the most obvious, like, look at what they're doing to you with this. <laughs> oh, yeah. Those key changes when it gets to the part, like, we all know the part because. Uh-huh. Yeah. But, yeah, those, that, that, yeah, that's just. Nope. No, thank you. I love it, but no, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's the thing is like, it's that kind of running joke is like the first 10 minutes of Up has a better love story than most stories these days than like every movie yeah it's it's fantastic i guess Mm -hmm. we're coming back to something we've said on the previous disney podcast but that's because it's like it seems pretty real you know Mm -hmm. at least at Mm -hmm. the time that you could buy a house selling balloons at the zoo uh which is <laughs> not this time i mean ellie probably made pretty decent money taking care of the animals but uh, <laughs> yeah you know. but the you know the her being unable to to have children and like medical problems and that kind of thing and and also like the rainy day fund Uh, being lost (laughs) to life emergencies repeatedly is like yeah too real really real real. yeah it's just so (laughs) real yeah especially right now (laughs) yeah oh yeah that well i mean quarantine kind of every day is a rainy day right the the opening, yeah, the opening 10 minutes of that could have been its own short film and it would have just won every award. Like, it's, yep. yeah, you don't even need yeah, the rest really of the movie after it. that. <laughs> yeah. I don't like, need to know what else happens. Short? Just end it. <laughs> I, I honestly, for a second, thought it was like a second short yeah. when I first saw right. it because of like how distilled and quick hit. And I think that's part of the brilliance when we talk about Pixar shorts is how incredible this studio is at distilling quick hit stories beat for mm-hmm. beat like they they relay all the important information and personality and charisma that they need to in minute micro details that you pick up on and then just instantly relate to and this whole stretch is full of it and it's just it's such a heartfelt love story and then you see the aftermath of a life well lived uh with yep. someone that he loved and then seeing what that does what a person goes through after that it's yeah oh. i i always like i i quote that movie without even thinking about it like i talk to jeff sometimes and i'm like you and me we're in a club now so whenever <laughs> things are like going crazy that's that's what i tell him i'm like we're in a club now 
Yeah, my my family just absolutely loves this movie. My folks have a lot of artwork for it in their house down in Florida. Um, we dressed up uh, one year at Disney World's Halloween party as they went as Carl and Ellie, uh, like as an older Carl and Ellie. And uh, I dressed up as Russell, complete with like the merit badges and everything. So um, it was just, yeah, uh, super important place for our family in terms of uh, the Disney pantheon. Um, it's a great pick, Travis. I'm very upset. <laughs> <laughs> well, we did just talk about up, so yeah, I I understand why you're upset. You know, no other reason. Yeah. Okay, really. Well, that's all right. I have the next pick, and I am going to uh, pull from another one of my favorite. I feel like it's gotten to a point where it's a little bit underrated now. I think people pick on it a little bit too much. Uh, I'm going to take Merida from Brave. That was going to be my next pick. <laughs> I don't know why. Like, people dunk on this yeah. movie? I don't yeah. understand why. This movie's incredible. I agree. <laughs> I love it. Merida's like wow. my Disney princess. <laughs> Sounds like She's I should amazing. watch it sometime. <laughs> I love I'll it. I'll be shooting for my own hand. I am Merida, and I'll be shooting for my own hand. Yeah, it's fantastic. Love her. Don't hate. Not <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's it's a fantastic story. It was Pixar's first movie that didn't take place in like present day. It was set in the past. Um just really cool to see like all the Irish Scottish uh, like history on display there. Uh, the the bear every time Merida says Mardu. I just I love that. It's such a good <laughs> name for a villain. <laughs> um, and it's another one where like the animation seemed to really take like a leap forward. Um, yeah. Again, this is another one I like I pulled up the IMDb earlier. And they actually developed like two additional programs just for her hair um, because she had like, yeah, it's like 1500 individual strands of hair and they had to make sure it was like bouncing and moving the correct way with how she moved and with the wind. Um, And it's just, yeah, it's absolutely a beautiful film. Um, And she's like one of the stronger female protagonists that we've gotten out of the Disney studios, which is really cool. It's like her hair is like yeah. a flame made out of flowers. It, like it's incredible. <laughs> like like how billowy and just sh- shock orange it is, and it's so like perfect. It, it, it just steals. She steals every scene she's yeah. in. Yeah, I um I had the opportunity. So anytime uh and and Miranda probably knows a little bit about this too, but anytime they introduce like a new princess that they consider a quote-unquote Disney princess uh, they do like a big coronation for them at either one of the parks or at like a real-life castle um, and I got to attend the coronation for Merida which was held at the Magic Kingdom in Disney World and it was super cool they had like it was like one day only and they had her come in riding on the back of you know the giant Clydesdale horse right down Main Street of Disney uh, go up on stage with I think at the time there was 11 princesses total I'm not sure if that number has gotten bigger now um, but mm-hmm. uh, they had like different speakers come out one of them was uh, oh the gymnast uh, who's big at the time from the Olympics Gabby Douglas I think um, she came out and like gave a speech and stuff and uh, 
just a huge packed crowd all there to like cheer for Merida's, you know, coronation. And so that also has like cemented a place for her as like one of the cooler characters for me because I got to be a part of that day and that was just super Mm -hmm. fun. So. Also, shout out to Billy Connolly as <laughs> King Fergus, her dad. It's just, yeah. Oh, it's so yeah, Mikel actually mentioned him to me before she mentioned Merida. We were she was like prepping me before I came upstairs. We were talking about like, did you forget this person on your list? Did you have this person? And and she mentioned King Fergus as someone that I should have on there. So that's yeah, great choice. He's great. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. Well, I am glad. I I was looking at like. Miguel or Hector, I was thinking about it, but then I was thinking, well, Rob already took Mama Coco, so strategy says I should go Merida first here, and I'm glad I did because it sounds like she would have gotten taken from me next. So um, yep. so let's hear uh, how you recover from that, Rob, with your third choice. Uh, well, I definitely wanted to pull from a short, um, so I'm going to real quick take the pit bull from kit bull good pick good pick is that a is that shambles underneath your voice i can hear Uh, it was on my list i don't know that i would have picked it just because it makes me so damn sad to watch (laughs) oh i mean up is an entire movie that is that but i i i love this is probably my in my top two like as a child obviously jerry's game was like way up right. there that was just i've never seen anything really like this but kit bull is it was it was uh one of those uh one of those shorts that in particular really stood out to me as like the the defining encapsulation of what pixar is really good at in making a short is telling such a good like i mentioned earlier like it's telling such a great distilled story with like no dialogue whatsoever yeah. it's a relationship between a traumatized alley cat and an abused fighting pit right. bull yeah and this is and it was seen, it was so dark that it did they didn't even put it before a film like you had to go online to watch it it got released eventually i think just like on youtube um and now you can find it on disney plus it's called like uh spark short from pixar yeah yeah so that was that was one of the things I was going to bring up is uh, the spark shorts is such a cool and I think it's really led to stuff like this that's really that really defines what's great about Pixar shorts is yeah the spark shorts program which is they give em- their employees like six months and tighter budgets and to make these films and you can see the creativity blossom out of the constraints and like it's a aesthetically like visually it's a very beautiful piece uh and then just it like i'm a i'm a softy for animals and dogs and cats in general and like seeing like yeah it made me viscerally angry watching it and then like seeing that story develop and seeing how they um they take care of each other and yeah like it yeah Definitely should. Yeah. And if, if you haven't, if you're listening to this and you haven't watched it and you need a good cry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You want to be angry. At humanity yeah. For it's, and I will say like, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll let people know it has like a happy ending. 
Yes, absolutely. But it's like eight minutes yeah. of sadness leading up to that happy ending. So just be prepared for that. <laughs> and, the, and, and there are. There are, are yeah. There are good laughs kind of throughout with seeing the their interactions between each other and how terrified they are of each other. And like <laughs> the slow interactions that they have with each other as a cat and dog come, mm-hmm. become friends. It's, it's so Yeah, good. I'll also add that... Um, about an hour before we started recording, I posted on Twitter asking folks for uh, their recommendations. And the first person who responded was Manic T. uh, And he said, um, number one, the dog from Kitbull. Number two, the cat from Kitbull. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. So that's that's a great pick. Um, It was on my list for sure. Uh, Like I said, I watched it like minutes before I came upstairs and it's just like my wife and I are like looking at each other. Like, I'm not crying. You're crying. <laughs> it's, it's a tough one. So. Can't watch it with Finn in the house. Yeah. We, I said that to her. Cause we just, we adopted two kittens. They'll be a year old tomorrow. Lumos and Knox. And we were like, if Knox was out on the street, like this is what she would be doing. <laughs> like it, it reminded us of one of our cats so much that it's tough to watch. Yeah. <laughs> So. yeah um and we're gonna go with another one to punch a pets i'm going with doug the dog from squirrel <laughs> i have just met you and i love you <laughs> the cone of shame i do not like the cone of shame <laughs> uh this is a great pick yeah he was on my list as well um I I I love Doug so much. Such a good boy. Yeah. Doug is great. His interactions with with Carl and Russell are great. Um but I love just as much like his interaction with the pack of dogs on the island. Um <laughs> yeah. yeah, him and Alpha is and Beta <laughs> is so good. Now you wear the coat of shame. <laughs> yeah, especially yeah when Alpha's voice box gets all messed up and he he's basically is a chipmunk, yeah. <laughs> Where is the bird? <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's yeah. So, Doug, uh, if you haven't seen up, Doug is a a dog that Carl and Russell meet on their travels. Uh, who has a is a golden retriever? I think so. Yeah, right. And he has a kind of look. He has yeah. a voice box kind of thing attached to his collar that allows you to understand what he is. Uh, like thinking and saying to you. Um, so they're able to communicate with the dog. He's very easily distracted. Um, <laughs> but he's uh, he's a very good friend. And it's another one of those situations. You know, Rob's picked a couple of abused animals in a row here. <laughs> um, I have a love for the animals that need yeah. protecting. Uh, and, and Doug, uh, you know, has an owner who is not very nice. And so he's excited to meet some friendly humans and uh, helps them along their way. So mm. yeah, I someone just who has adopted two dogs. And I love you. <laughs> I was hiding underneath your house because I love you. <laughs> <laughs> love That's great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's so perfect. So I got my, my dog picks. All right. Uh, we'll, we'll <laughs> run it back here in the fourth round. It's coming back to me. I got to go pull up my list here. Um, I think I'm going to go with, uh, we were talking earlier before the show, Rolling Stone put out a top 25 list 
Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to go with the character they had at number one. I didn't agree with her at number one, but I think here she's a good choice. And that is Joy from Inside Out. Okay. It's a good pick. Yeah, I, I love Inside Out. That's probably the third in my top yeah. three. Uh, underneath Up and then yeah. Coco. Um, Joy uh, is voiced by the absolutely incredible Amy Poehler, um, Parks and Rec fame mm-hmm. and, and Saturday Night Live. Uh, yeah, she's is she the one that looks like Tinkerbell? Y- yes. Yeah. Yes. She's yellow with yeah. the blue hair. Yeah, she's yellow with blue hair. <laughs> yeah. With, with, with Tinkerbell with blue hair more sure. accurately. Yeah. yeah. Kind of like a yeah. Muppet Tinkerbell with blue hair. Uh, we could keep, yeah. we could keep whittling that down. Um, so, but joy represents one of the uh, five emotions inside of uh, Riley's head at the start of the movie inside out joy, sadness, anger, fear, and disgust. Um, and she is kind of the, because Riley is, you know, a happy kid. She is kind of like the lead emotion. She is like the thrust of what Riley is doing most of the time. And yeah, she's, yeah, she's like the head honcho <laughs> of Riley's brain. And Riley's family is getting ready to move cross country, like away from all of her friends. Uh, at the same time, she's growing up and she's lonely. She's feeling, you know, like her parents aren't listening to her. And the way that joy like tries to soldier through it is very admirable, but it's like to a fault to the point where she is shutting out all of these other emotions, like, you know, that sadness and the anger and the fear and it reaches this kind of boiling over point that it's just like leave it to Pixar to like figure out such like a novel way to show uh, depression in such like a physical way. <laughs> it's like, well, yeah, just the manifestation of the emotions that we face as like as people in general, but at, at like at key moments in our lives that are huge transitional points yeah. and like how unhealthy we don't deal with these things yeah one of my favorite memes of all time is uh like the evolution of pixar and it starts with like what if toys had feelings and then what if monsters had feelings and it ends with inside out it's like what if feelings had feelings had feelings <laughs> <laughs> totally 100% yeah way that pixar I, went with that uh, one i think so you made mention how earlier you you don't feel that up or inside out is necessarily a film like as a film for kids and i think i think in a lot of ways different pixar films are are designed to be for certain like age groups i mean obviously they can all appeal to all age groups in, in a lot of different ways but i feel like inside out in particular is like it's the crux of its demographic is like teenagers mm-hmm. and like that that is the the audience the target audience for that film is like as far as like an instructional healthy um, commentary on it i think it does a great job at communicating this is normal it's okay to feel this way you're gonna be all over the place all the time but it'll be okay and it like it's such a great message uh, that's that's part of why it's up up there. I mean, it's like it it deals with mental health in a really great way. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. No, hundred percent. And I think what you mentioned a minute ago there, um, like all Pixar movies can appeal to all ages. I think that is like 
the absolute genius of that studio is that they crank out like a new cartoon every 18 months or so that is just like universally adored by every age group for the most part. We don't talk about the good dinosaur. Um, (laughs) Sorry, Travis. (laughs) We'll talk about Arlo hey, in a minute. You don't know. You don't, yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's got time. He's I, got I time. thought about uh, if if we didn't say like Bastard, if we just said Pixar characters, I thought about picking worst characters <laughs> and Arlo would have been my number one. Oh, poor dinosaur. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> and Travis likes that movie for the record. <laughs> I don't actually <laughs> like that movie. I've been playing a bit this whole. F- no, time. that's not true. That's not true. Fake news. Um, so. <laughs> One of the worst films we've ever yeah. had. Uh, so, so Joy from Inside Out, though, that is my uh, pick at number four. Great Thank pick. you. Um, and we will uh, move back to Travis, who will now give his treatise on The Good Dinosaur. Only I could remember the name of the character Sam Elliott plays in the dinosaur. Like, he's the most like Sam Elliott ass dinosaur that could possibly exist. Um, but I'm gonna take the mom from Bow. Uh, I'm not sure she doesn't have a name. No. Given her name. Okay. I don't think so. Yeah. Um, she shorts. is every mom. Like. I I feel like she is every mom who's ever raised a ch- you know raised a child to the point that they leave home, uh, and it's really uh, really touching, uh, heartbreaking, and then she eats him, and it's like what the man? <laughs> like that's some messed up stuff, yo. You know what? Uh, As a mom, <laughs> yeah, there are days, yeah. There are days. Turn your children um, into dumplings and vodka. As a father, there are some days where I don't want to do that. Yeah, like you're right. Um, I'll, yeah, I watched I watched this one actually while I was at work today on my lunch break, and uh, I'm gonna tell a story about uh, my mom, and I'm sorry in advance, mom. She's gonna be yelling at her uh, car radio. Um. But my first year at college, uh, she's, you know, the very typical freshman mom dropped me off at college and cried the whole way home. By senior year, she was like kicking me out of the car. She's like, just go get out of here. Um, (laughs) But they they were paying for my cell phone bill as a freshman, uh, which is very nice of them. I appreciated it very much. Uh, But she would call me all the time. And if I did not answer, she would freak out because I was going to school in Boston, big city. We were from a tiny town. So she was convinced that I had gotten mugged and was like dying in an alley somewhere if I didn't answer the phone. And uh, I remember one time I had turned it off because I was like going for a walk with some friends and we're just trying to like enjoy. We're in the public gardens in Boston and I didn't have it on. And she left a voicemail. If I pay for this phone, you will leave it on so that you can answer it when I call you. And so wanting to become a teacher, I was taking child psychology courses. Um, and one of our first weeks of child psych, uh, we were talking about uh, children that have to deal with uh, helicopter parents, parents that hover over everything that they do. <laughs> and the woman uh, who's teaching the course asked, do any of you have helicopter parents? And I was the only person in the room 
who raised my hand. <laughs> so we spent we oh spent like the next 15 minutes of this college class talking about my mom and how she's a little overbearing. But mom, I absolutely love you. Uh, you're my favorite mom. Please, please don't Here, kill me. Yeah, let me <laughs> let, let me make you feel right better. Uh, let me make you feel better, Mrs. Keys. Uh, let me tell you how much of a piece of crap I was. Uh, I lived three minutes away from my parents and did not speak to them for a year, and I could not tell you why. Oof. Oh my Oof. god! Yeah, yeah. I think also my sister. Uh, and then finally they were all moving or like flying to Hawaii for uh, some like big family trip that I wasn't going on obviously. And I was like, well, I better, you know, see them before they fly across the ocean. <laughs> Just in case. Just in case. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it could be worse, Mrs. Keys. <laughs> it could, it could have been worse. <laughs> oh man. And uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Mom. I'm sorry, Miss oh, May. We're getting to getting and into Dad. some feelings here. Appreciate this. Official well, draft punks, Mom. Running, Debbie McGee. We're running short here. We're running short here. So we I got figured, a little time. You know, yeah, we can bring up. It's okay because uh, Miranda is busy cuddling their cat. So. <laughs> well, they're they're up. Yeah. All right, Miranda. I don't have much. You are on the clock with your uh, last two picks here already. So what are you taking at number four? Yeah. Uh, At number four, I'm going with Edna Mode. I'm I'm shocked it took us this long to get to The Incredibles, honestly. Yeah. uh, To be honest, it's great film i mean uh but i love edna particularly one i'm a sewist um so i relate to her in that but um she's just fantastic like she's a queen like amazing (laughs) uh the hair the fashion sense no capes like you just you can't get into (laughs) you just can't get into Pixar and the Incredibles without going with Edna Mode like I think she tops Mr. Incredible to be honest no she's probably the most iconic character from the Incredibles like I I would be very surprised for a different Incredibles character to go first yeah, I, I love her so much. Yeah, Edna's, Edna's the one. I will say, just because I'm probably Edna's not picking him at this point, but if I had taken an Incredibles character, it might it wouldn't have even been a family member. I would have gone with Syndrome. Um, with Jason Yeah, Lee. the side characters in that movie are incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Syndrome yeah, You caught so me monologuing, you yeah, sly dog. <laughs> Frozone yeah. was my, was my Frozone other one. Would be yeah. the other choice, yeah. Damn it, woman, you tell me what my suit is. Yeah, I love those movies. Um, unfortunately, I don't get to watch them enough because they kind of scare my kids. Um, mm. But my kids are sensitive. So I just, um, I don't know, I just appreciate her so much. And like the fact that they took a character that's like, she definitely sees herself as elevated and like dumbing herself down to have to work for these superheroes, but you secretly know she loves it. <laughs> Um, and then my she's a absolute, fashion mogul. Yeah. Like, yeah, she's she is. amazing. Yeah, 
But like my absolute favorite thing in the whole wide world is if you have not watched it and this like certified my love for Edna was the Incredibles 2 where she babysits Jack Jack. But you have to go watch the short. So I'm taking a short pick too. <laughs> that is Edna babysitting Jack Jack. And it is delightful. Like it is seriously amazing. If you've not watched it yet, it's on Disney Plus. I haven't seen it. And the you short should go watch nice. it. It's so good. Like it's hilarious. It's the comical adventures of Auntie Edna and Yeah. Jack well, I mean, because you can just imagine how at a loss Edna would be with a any child, but to have it be a child like Jack Jack would be, yeah. <laughs> it like absolutely morphs from like this like you think it's gonna just be absolutely bizarre which of course it is but then like to jack jack taking on edna's mannerisms and it's <laughs> lovely like when you see it when you watch incredibles 2 and then you watch the short like you just like you get so much more knowledge about why edna loves jack jack it's great nice <laughs> um yeah, no, that's a that's a super solid pick. I think that's the right choice from this movie. I like I said, I'm just surprised she didn't go earlier, but um, I think it's a yeah. wonderful choice. So uh, with that in the books, what are you going to finish off your team with? This is really, 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 really hard for me. I have like three and they're all next to each other. And I oh God, four. Um Okay, because I'm picking for me, I'm going with Dante from Coco, because I just love him. I'm not in shambles. <laughs> I just love that pick. I love Dante. <laughs> uh-huh. He's my absolute favorite. Yeah. Like, I I do love Mama Coco, and I like Miguel, but I could watch a whole movie about Dante running around the streets or like being in the spirit world as an alabrije. Like I, I live for Dante and his. I was gonna say tongue. I could watch a whole movie I'm about Dante's it. tongue. Like <laughs> he is like truly and honestly just iconic, and like to the point when I watched Coco, I was like, I need a dog like this. I want one of them. Yeah, that honestly. Benthurst's personality kind of channeling Dante. <laughs> the, yeah. And the moment at the end where he gets his, you know, spirit animal colors is just like so incredible. Uh-huh. Like you're just so happy for Dante. Yeah, he falls and, and then he falls. I, and yes. yeah. his, wings, his wings kind of suck yeah. still. <laughs> I love the part at the end where him and the um the Panther Alabrihe come out and it's like Dante the dog that we know and love and then it's a cat like a little itty bitty cat and I'm like ah okay this makes sense (laughs) (laughs) absolutely makes sense (laughs) Uh, he's yeah I had him in like a category on my list of like minor characters with crazy eyes and tongues Uh, and the list was basically him (laughs) and uh, Gerald from Finding Dory the sea lion that they yell at to get off the rock. I love both of those characters purely based on like the physical comedy that is involved with that, their appearances. So. Uh, I love it. That's excellent. Well, pick. Let's talk about Coco some more. Uh, Cause my uh, number five is going to be Miguel. Okay. Uh, so, you know, 
we just talked about how I went through a journey with my family, you know, and like not wanting to be part of it in a way, right? So this movie, uh, I was a little bit older than Miguel, uh, just a bit. Um, and it was probably over something much dumber uh, than than this. Like, uh, but the, so Coco has always really resonated with me. Uh, Lenny you ran away to the underworld. Coco. Uh, yeah, definitely. Cool. Definitely, you know, I stole what I thought was my uh, grandpa's guitar. You know? Your obsession with Hades makes a lot more sense. <laughs> yeah, there we go. I archived Hades on my Switch. Oh man! Like, <gasps> oh, I know. What? So you you mentioned I picked up Cuphead's delicious last course. So it's because I re-downloaded Cuphead to play through that again in preparation. Uh, but Hades will be back on my Switch. I should get oh. an SD card some one of these yeah. days. Sure I need one of those silly. as well. Uh, Anyway, but, Miguel. Uh, Poco Loco is such a banger. Like, uh, the, that is a banger. And uh, what's the final song? Uh, um, Proud Corazon. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, no. Yeah. Yeah. That, that song made me cry the first time I watched that movie, for sure. You know, after I had recovered from crying for Mama Coco, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh, Just it's okay. Stop. No. I'm like... <laughs> A whole time. Mm. Yep. So that's the, yeah, I had to get a Coco character on here because Coco's way up there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's my, that's my final pick. Respect. That's a good pick. Um, just because there's so much Coco going around, I think that's going to keep me from taking Hector, even though he's up there on my list. He really is. I'm also like, Honestly, Hector's your list amazing. is pretty good. Like already, I I I'd say go for it, man. Um, I'm also like, I'm in shambles at the fact that just like Buzz Lightyear is not even, he's not gonna get picked here because I know Rob's not. Are taking you it. though? I am. I mean, well, what? He's an how about icon. Something like, from. Uh, finding. I went Nemo, over to you know. Uh, yeah, there's. Oh, there's about to be. So you guys are spoiling my my build up. Oh, okay, there we go. <laughs> oh, sorry. Um, no, but just the like, like I went over to um, my wife's cousin uh, just had a baby. We went over to to say hi and visit, and she also has a three year old. And like the first toys we saw when we walked in were Buzz Lightyear and Woody. Like <laughs> it's just like. They're iconic characters, and it's just shocking to me that their Buzz is not going to get picked at all here because I am not taking him, uh, and I'm very certain that Rob is not going to take him either. So, uh, God no. What I am going to do is take a good friend of mine, Crush, from the Finding Nemo series. Yeah, that was one of my. Well, I made it easier for you then. (laughs) You did, but dude. Focus, dude. dude. <laughs> uh, I love I, so so at Animal Kingdom in Disney World. You get another Disney story here. Um, they have a wonderful Finding Nemo musical uh, that's performed with like human actors on the stage with these giant puppets, like bigger than life puppets. Uh, and the Crush puppet is 
gigantic and it's just a guy that's like riding on its back like singing these songs as crush and it's the coolest part of that show and so that like adds another layer for me for crush but just like his whole mentality and the fact that he's the one who's kind of finally able to like break through to marlin about like at some point you have to let your kid like sink or swim like and if they start sinking then you can pick them up but <laughs> like give them a chance to see what they can do um crushes my spirit yeah, animal yeah his yeah his entire attitude towards life it's just like that's goals like <laughs> unpopular disney opinion i do not like finding emo the musical well you're incorrect at all <laughs> you are wrong about that i am not <laughs> no i do not like i'll it. have to send rob the the song that crush sings in the musical because i think it's fantastic so it's called go with the flow and it's very crush it's yeah That's a good pick. That was one of my one of my two like heavy hitters at the end, but I was uncertain if Crush would uh, would come out. But I can't. Yeah, I will. I will say like that was going to be my pick even before anyone said Finding Nemo hasn't been picked. Like that was always going to be the pick. Here, I, so. know, I know. Um, it's a solid. Are you going to follow it up with your own Finding Nemo pick, or are you going to go elsewhere now? I okay. am. I am going with the other, uh, I think, the two best characters in Finding Nemo, um, Dory. Okay. Dory is, like, what... Dory is the the manifestation of optimism that I wish I had. She's also on the PS Premiere and podcast. That's, right. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> but I was going to say uh, she'll uh, listen to this episode because we say yeah. her name. <laughs> <laughs> <But very loud. laughs> um, like we don't talk about Ella DeGeneres. Ella DeGeneres kind of sucks. Uh, but but um. I mean, we I, talked about why Tim Allen sucks. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, you know, like treating your employees and cast and crew like yeah. Maybe don't yeah. do that. Um, because they'll hold you accountable. At least they should. Uh, but anyway, sh- yeah, like I myself try to try to live as an optimistic person. I have like there's a brooding cynic in me sometimes that gets tired of people's crap. But and like we'll start to push back a little bit. But Dory to me embodies like you could say naive, but the persistent optimism and hope that drives drives so many people despite like whatever odds they're in and is kind of like my mascot of not giving up in a lot of ways and is the heart of that film. I think it was an interesting um, on Pixar because again, like we talked about before, they elevate these themes above, you know, children that we as adults can look at. They Mm. took um, mental illness, essentially similar Mm. with inside out and they took disability and Mm. they put it on a fish and they made us relate to her. And it's, it's a very interesting way of doing it because like my mom for example, um, she does not like Dory. She thinks she's annoying. 
And I can understand why, but I, I can also understand, like, you know, you just don't understand what she's going through. Yeah, she and you can't don't understand help it. what. Yeah, you don't understand the struggle that she's having, and how you know we could look at this and say, okay, let's empathize with the fish. <laughs> like, right, it, and it's, it's a someone... very interesting take. Oh, absolutely. And as someone that spent five years working uh, directly with people with special needs in group homes, like you learn a lot about yourself reflected upon how you like how you interact with these these people. And like they're people, they're no different. They just have different attitudes and functions that they're capable of. And Dory in particular is one that's Okay, yeah, I I can't remember anything beyond five seconds, really. But is the the main reason why Marlon is able to find his his son that he's like like the, mm. the the fish with memory loss is is the navigator, and it, like it's 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 such a great story. Like Finding Nemo is probably my fourth favorite uh, of the Pixar films, and it's primarily because of Crash and Dory. Yeah. And honestly, like the, the bubble strip. <laughs> um, <laughs> so voice. quick, quick poll is up. Everyone's favorite. I think everyone has said that except Miranda, maybe. Up is not my favorite. I love Which one up. Would you? God, make me choose my children again. <laughs> it's a struggle for me. It's kind of like a weird that's oh god i can't even say it's a three-way tie it's like a four-way tie i really like coco coco is very up there for me um and then ratatouille like those two are like duking it out for tops because i just love them so much nice yeah coco's my number two with a bullet yeah it would then quickly go like wally and up those are my yeah my next one that's fair hmm. uh all right well wonderful draft there this is another one um like like we've been saying pretty much this whole last round like there's so many great picks left on the board um so let's shout some out as honorable mentions yeah um miranda what did you have left on your list that we haven't talked about yet we just (laughs) rapid fire it if you want give me because remember i was doing random um, so I had the babysitter from the Incredibles. This is par. I also had Maudie from Brave. And if you can remember who she is, I give you a lot of credit. I love her. Is that love the her. witch? Nope. That is the oh. serpent that the twins terrorize. Uh. <laughs> The plump little woman who like runs around with the cape and they like chase after her. I love her. I relate to her in a lot of ways. I Um, can imagine. (laughs) And then I had Boo as well. You guys took all my others, but I had Boo on there. One of my favorite um, like Pixar facts. Yeah, is that uh, they couldn't get the actress doing that to like really read the lines because she was so young. Um, so they really just like followed her around with a microphone and then they yep. cut together different bits and pieces of that for her dialogue. <laughs> that's like that's how they that's how they got booze. 
so what about you, Travis? What else did you have? I got uh, Rex, uh, Buzz, sorry, buddy, Russell, uh, Roz, because I love Roz. So kind of surprised uh, Mira didn't didn't have Roz on her you know weird list. Yeah, uh, she's uh, she's she's there. She's there. I just good in spirit. Good. Uh, Hector, Bo Peep, and <laughs> Kevin, uh, the bird from Up. I think Kevin is a girl. Kevin is a girl. Uh, yeah, Kevin was on my list too. I missed that one. Um, I love the giant animatronic of Kevin at Disney World. It's amazing. Yep. Um, I have never seen it in person, and I want to. <laughs> it's really cool. <laughs> it's really cool. Um, let's see. I had uh, Jesse from Toy Story. You want to talk about using the music to manipulate you emotionally? Uh, the scene in Toy Story 2 where Jesse's origin story pops up about how she was abandoned. Oh my yeah. god. Like Sarah, Mag- Sarah McLaughlin is shorthand for emotional manipulation. <laughs> yeah. And pictures um, of animals and or discarded toys. Yeah. I also want to mention, I feel like for our generation, uh, like Woody and Buzz and Mike and Sully are the first characters that come to mind. Um, for the younger generation, we didn't mention this movie really much at all, except to make fun of it a little bit. Uh, I asked the guys on my golf team that I coach yesterday, who are high schoolers now, who their favorite Pixar character was, and immediately every single one of them, Lightning McQueen, Kachow. Huh. So, my son. Shout out to uh, mm-hmm. yeah, shout out to Xavier and Rowdy. I didn't pick him tonight, but uh, yeah. I was thinking of you guys. Mater I know you're big was, Lightning McQueen fans. Mater was going to be my second pick on the bad characters list. <laughs> <laughs> um, last two, last two I'll mention from the shorts. I had the volcano from the lava short, uh, as well as the Pizza Planet truck, which appears in almost every single Pixar movie. Um, Rob, how about you? So, already mentioned him, but uh, Frozone was uh, another high potential f- for me. I love Frozone. Um, honestly, like outside of Edna Mode, like Frozone's my favorite character in that film. Um, Bruce the Shark was a potential third from Finding Nemo that I was going to have on because I, I had to have a Finding Nemo on my list. Uh, and Bruce the Shark, I, I love. <laughs> Fish your friends, not food. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Boo, also on my list, as well as Hector. Yeah. Nice. I um. Uh, awesome. I had a bet with uh, Jeff actually because he really wanted me to do a list that was strictly John Ratzenberger characters. Huh. Because he appears in every film, and I was like, I'm not. Great. I'm not doing that because it will be like Mac the truck and the flea. (laughs) I I was like, these are not characters that I, I like, I'm trying to think of who you could have gotten. Yeah. That like, wouldn't have been a joke pick. Like ham is legitimate. Ham's legit. And that's like it. (laughs) That's literally it. First round Um, pick for sure. It would have he would have had to have been my first round pick, and then it would have really become obvious what I was doing. 
Um, yeah. Because it literally would have been like ham and like Mac the truck, <laughs> the flea from uh, Bugs Life, a movie we didn't even bring up. Um, or flick. The, <laughs> the Mater D from Ratatouille, who has a name, which is Mustafa, that I learned today. Um, oh, no. And then what's another? The Underminer from The Incredibles. I'm the Underminer. I mean, that, that one's was, legit. But. Yeah, that one is <laughs> But, like, I was trying really hard. I was like, I want to come in with a shtick. And I was like, no, I can't do it. <laughs> I can't no. do it. All right. So uh, let's recap what we did actually do. Um, and we'll start with you, Miranda. Can you give us a rundown of your full team again? Yes. So my team is the green aliens from Toy Story, Remy the rat from Ratatouille, Mo from Wally. Edna Mode from The Incredibles, and Dante the Dog from Coco. Nice. Uh, and Travis? Uh, I have Sully from Monsters, Inc., uh, Jerry from Jerry's Game and Toy Story 2, Carl from Up, uh, The Mom from Bow, and Miguel from Coco. Nice. Uh, and I've got uh, Woody, the sheriff, uh, he's in a movie called Toy Story. Uh, Mike Wazowski, Merida, Joy, and Crush the Turtle. Uh, and Rob. Yeah, Wally. Mama Coco. Nice. Nailed it. <laughs> the Pitbull <laughs> from Kitbull. Doug the Dog. And Dory from Finding Nemo. Nice. That's, yeah, that's four really solid lists top to bottom thanks i think it's gonna be interesting (laughs) yeah Yeah. so we'll vote next and we can uh go backwards for this one we'll start with you rob Uh... i'd pick you brian but you got woody as your number one yeah, but I also got Merida and Crush. I know. I know. <laughs> I got to go with Travis this time. That's good because I'm voting for you. So, you know, hey! it's shocker. Shocker <laughs> of the year. Travis and Rob vote for each other. Who could have guessed it? <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, Miranda, who are you voting for? Uh... I mean, if I'm not voting for myself, you can't, correct. So yeah, I would good. go with Rob to be honest. Hey, my Wally you. up okay. there, like that number one choice takes it for me. Yeah, uh, I am gonna go. Uh, the only person who picked five things that was on my list as well, which is Travis. All five of his were on my list, so. Uh, that's where my vote's going to go as well. So Travis and Rob start off this week tied. Uh, Mir and I have some catching up to do. We'll see how that goes. Um, but thank you, Miranda, for joining us yes, for thank you. another wonderful yeah. Disney episode. Thank you <laughs> for having me. I really enjoyed it. Miranda does know about more things than Disney. We'll have to get uh, them on here for something else at some point. <laughs> um, but that's it. That's our draft. Um And by the way, uh, I announced this on the Discord already, but if you vote in this week's draft, uh, you will be entered into another drawing similar to the one we did for our Scary Movies draft. 
Um, so make sure when you see that vote get posted later this week that you uh, cast your votes so that you're entered for that. Um, and while you're there, you know, let us know uh, what you would have picked. What did we get right? What did we get wrong? I think a lot of the stuff that was posted in the Discord this week got picked in the draft. So mm. I think we did pretty well, but we'll see. Um, and next week, your winner is going to get first pick in our next draft, which is, uh, well, we're going to kind of celebrate the inauguration of the real president, uh, Joe Biden. Whoop, whoop. Um, by drafting our favorite fictional presidents, uh, presidents, along with a, uh, a genuine history teacher and a friend of mine, a buddy of mine named Craig Wheeler. He's coming on uh, to do that with us. That should be super fun. Um, before we take off, though, Miranda, do you have anything to plug? Uh, yeah, sure. You can find me on TikTok. I um, do a lot of cosplay and uh, particularly a lot of Harry Potter content. Um, oh, yeah. So it's lots of fun. I my hashtag or my handle, whatever is JM Leaderho. I'm sure we can post it in the Discord. Um, Absolutely. But yeah, it's that's where you can find me. Nice, uh, Rob. Uh, so you haven't been able to much this week, but um, normally twitch.tv slash Raven Name Rook. I've been taking something of a mental health week, uh, not streaming, just kind of hanging out with. Uh, with Jess and the pupper getting, she's getting some good belly rubs and going on some good, good walks outside. Um, but yeah, uh, we will be starting up, uh, back soon, uh, working on more hollow night and, uh, going to start prepping for uh, some drift punk soon, but yeah. Nice. Yeah. I'm still excited for that. Me too. Um, they just had their most recent update. Uh, sweet. Phantom Brigade, yeah. Yeah. I know they're yeah. Phantom brigade. Um, they're following like a really big roadmap that seems like it's sticking it's to it put so the far. game in a super awesome place. Yeah, it's great. Uh, awesome. Uh, uh, Travis we have a little watch party thing going for WandaVision. There's a channel for it. Uh, there's a channel for it. Come check it out. We haven't set a time for this week. We should probably do that. Uh, and yeah, our our wannabes match this week isn't until Saturday, so I'm hoping we can do it on release day on Friday night. Um Ooh. We'll see yeah. if that works for folks in the channel, but that way people aren't having to wait till Sunday to watch it and avoid spoilers. Nice. It'd have to be Game like night to follow. Specific, but, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, we had um, like seven or eight people that watched last time, and then we played some Jackbox afterwards, which was super fun. Nice. Um, yeah. Yeah, so absolutely come check that out if you're available Friday night. We'll post uh, details in the Discord about it. Real quick, what did you get, what'd y'all think so far of the first few episodes? I'm I'm uh, I'm here for the ride, basically. Yeah, yeah. I'm uh, I'm intrigued. I'm not like I, I've followed a lot of the comics um, that kind of pertain to Scarlet Witch and Vision. Um, so I'm interested to see the way this goes. Uh, I like all the. I have read House of M. Um, okay. I've also read Vision's line, and I read the um, the No More Mutants uh, mm. comics. So um, I'm also an avid Young Avengers fan, which tie into Wanda and Vision. Um, so I'm interested to see the way they go with this, especially since we're getting some of the Young Avengers on Disney Plus nice. uh, series. So it'll be interesting, uh, interesting to see what take they go with this. 
especially with yeah. all like the Easter eggs that are showing up in there and all that jazz. Totally. I, I love what they're doing in the, the whole like Dick Van Dyke era uh, television and the, the dynamic they lean into with like the self-awareness that it's yeah. having uh, and yeah. episode two. Good Lord. That whole magic <laughs> show. Incredible. Fantastic. Flourish. And it's flourish. flourish. And they did such a great job of like the Easter eggs don't just apply to the comic book side. They also apply to the old sitcom side, like mm-hmm. having vision walk in with Wanda carrying her. And instead of tripping over the Ottoman, which was the opening to the Dick Van Dyke show, he like phases through it. Like mm-hmm. was such a good callback to mm-hmm. that show. And Dick Van Dyke actually like uh, helped consult um with figuring out like how the set should look and how it should feel and everything which was really cool um i'm i'm interested to see how much they continue to like lean into that sitcom angle like how long are they going to give us that for until the show breaks out and becomes what i assume it's really going to be at some point i think you it's know starting yeah, it's starting. I'm curious, like how episode two ended, but I think that that is where it begins to lift yeah. the veil ever so slightly. Well, the actress yeah. who's playing Monica Rambeau said uh, she will be revealing herself as Monica Rambeau, like very like quickly. Hmm. Yeah, I oh, didn't okay. even realize that until after we watched the episodes that Geraldine was uh, Monica Rambeau from yeah, Captain we, Marvel. I, we yeah. all kind of commented on the way she like uh, her name, uh, like she hesitated before she said Geraldine. Um, right. Like she was like, that, this that is was not why. your real name, ma'am. Yeah. Yeah. And my first yeah, my first thought when that happened was like, if this is some kind of computer simulation, maybe it like wasn't expecting to be asked that. And so it had to come up with a name for her or something. But yeah, it seems like now that we realize that's the same actress, it seems like it's probably a situation where she is in there and is aware that she's in there and is. Yeah. So it's, I'm, I'm yeah. super intrigued about where it's going. It's, it's very much like a, a mystery box type show and I'm, mm-hmm. I'm here for it. Totally. So. I'm, I'm very interested to see like which era of like, tv that we get next because we kind of hit with that like i love lucy feel in the very first episode and then we hit into like the bewitched opening and like that sort of feeling so it'll be great to see like now that we're in color where are where are we headed are we going to like the brady bunch maybe like i mean she's about to have a kid so here's (laughs) here's the real dream they've got the russo brothers around right the Russo oh, brothers are responsible for the looks of two of the greatest 2010 era, 2000s and 2010 era television comedies, Arrested Development and Community. Like, okay. what if we get an Arrested Development episode? What if we get an Arrested Development style episode? I, wanna, I, don't, I, I don't know that we're going to get that far, but I'd be really interested to see if we do. Totally. I'd like, be I'd be here for like a office themed episode where they're doing like testimonials to the camera. Like, I'd be in. Well, I just imagine we have Ron a long Howard way to go. To narr- narrate an episode of Wandavision, you know, like that, yeah, that's what I see. <laughs> oh man! Well, if you guys uh, want to watch that along with us, please uh, come find us in the Discord. We'll post more details there. But it's looking like Friday night probably. We'll set a time. 
uh, when we can figure something out that works for the most people. In the meantime, you can also check us out on Twitter at Real Draft Punks. Uh, if you like the show, please subscribe. Write us a review if you're on Apple. Uh, it really helps new listeners find the show. So, uh, And make sure to cast your votes throughout the week again. We'll be doing that giveaway at the start of next week's show. Um, and tell us who you think had the best team. Because next week, the winner will have the honor of first choice in that fictional president's draft. So, without any further ado whatsoever, Rob, can you send us off? Be happy, be healthy, most importantly, be kind to each other. To infinity and beyond. Don't rat out your dealer. (laughs) (laughs) Don't be a narc, man. Oh, beautiful.